1: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson.
2: And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa. This show is powered by The Retirement Income Store, and if you've never been there, I encourage you to go to www.theretirementincomestore.com. There is just a wealth of information that I know you will find helpful if you're within say, five years of retirement, or maybe you're just retiring or you've been retired, but you've got some questions and you're starting to maybe think about things a little bit differently given everything that's been happening in the market with interest rates, with the news, with the market. The Retirement Income Store is definitely a valuable resource that I really encourage you to look at and to really explore. There's just a ton of things that I think would be helpful whether it's the white papers, the calculators, whatever it is, I encourage you to go to www.theretirementincomestore.com. Now, let me ask you, what do you think is the greatest risk in retirement? What do you think it might be? Because we're going to be discussing the greatest risk of all risks of retirement. Is it potentially inflation? I don't know. I think inflation is a very valid concern, but is it the greatest risk? How about long term care costs? Long term care costs is definitely going up. There is definitely a possibility that if we live, we're going to potentially run into that point of our life where we have to utilize some long term care. And that's a pretty expensive risk, but is that the greatest risk? I know. How about we ask if a stock market correction or a stock market crash, as many would refer to it as, if that is the greatest risk of all? Well, if it's not the greatest risk, it's definitely up there. It's a concern because it is a probability that is likely to occur at some point in our future. But is it the greatest risk? And the answer is unequivocally no. You see, we've talked about all these other various risks. We've talked about stock market corrections on this show. We've talked about inflation and the value of things going up and our dollar being devalued by all of the printing and the dilution of dollars in this country. We've talked about long-term care. You know, I don't know exactly what the statistics are, but it's north of 70%, nearly 80% of us at some point in our future are going to... Require some kind of long-term care. All of those things that we've mentioned are definitely great risks to our retirement. But the greatest risk is the risk that I don't think we talk nearly enough about. And that is the risk of longevity. Longevity risk is the greatest of all risks. And you might be thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. But I want you to think about it Because it actually does. You see, the reason that I refer to longevity risk as the greatest risk of all, the reason I refer to longevity risk as a risk multiplier is because the longer we live in retirement, the more likely we are to see all of these other types of risks occur to us. Have you ever thought about that? You see, if I only live, say, 10 years in retirement, well, I may or may not see a stock market correction. I may or may not see long-term care. I may or may not see inflation take hold very meaningfully. But if I live 30 years into retirement, it is a much, much greater probability that I'm going to see that stock market correction. I might even see a couple of them. There is a great likelihood I'm going to see inflation and more of it than I care to see. There is a great chance, and I'm going to need long-term care if I live 30 years into retirement. And God forbid you're one of those, you know, those Norwegian ladies, they live to, they're like, what, 107, okay? So you see, when we think about our money and we think about all the risks that we take in this world, we have to stand back and we have to look and acknowledge the fact that today we are facing... The greatest risks of all, all compiled into one risk the risk of longevity, the risk of living longer than we ever thought possible. Now, when it comes to all these risks, isn't it true that we tend to ensure as many of those major risks as we possibly can? For instance, I know that I'm on the road every single day, I have to travel from my home to my office, to both of my offices. And I have to travel back home. I want to see my family. But I also know that, as my dad would say, not only do I have to drive for me, I have to drive for the other guy, too. And what this means is that I know that there is always that statistical probability, possibility, that I'm going to have a car accident at some point in my life. So what do I do about that? Do I just say, well, you know, if it happens, it happens. I'm going to tempt fate. Or do I say, no, I drive a nice enough automobile. I want to make absolutely sure that I want my automobile insured. And if something, you know, very catastrophic would occur, I want to make certain that I have insurance to cover just in the off chance that maybe that accident was caused by me. And so what do I do? I have automobile coverage. Now, what about my house? I have a nice home. I have this home that I've put a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money into, do I just say, well, whatever happens, happens. You know, if we have a hailstorm, we have a tornado, we have maybe a fire. Do I just say, well, that's okay. You know, the odds are very, very low of me having, you know, a problem. Or do I go ahead and cover that liability? Because I don't know if we're going to have that hailstorm. I don't know if that limb's going to fall out of the tree and, damage my roof. I don't know if I'm going to have a problem with the wind. Because of those unknowns, what do I do? I insure the risk. So, if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value And we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step reach out at 866 290 3837. That's 866 290 3837. Now, when it comes to long term care, I also try to make certain that because it is such a possibility of needing long term care in the future, that I cover that as well, and we could go on and on about the different designs of long-term care coverage that a person can have, but let me get right to the crux of the question. What are we doing to insure ourselves against this risk of longevity? And In fact, the more important question would be, how would a person ever actually insure themselves against longevity? That may be a question that is forming in your mind. Well, we're going to go back to one of the most basic fundamental things, which is that we want to ensure our income. You know, today, the number one fear that I see, the number one fear that I hear is a fiduciary, as a financial advisor from individuals that I meet every single day is not that of dying. The number one fear is that of running out of money before they die. And so even though we may not phrase it as longevity risk, we may not come out and blatantly say, I'm afraid of living too long. That's exactly what they are saying. And maybe you're feeling it as well. Because you see, if we don't consider that we might live longer than we think we will, now we run a very distinct possibility of having that exact result where we run out of money before we run out of life. So what do we need to do? Well, first and foremost, if you're on the younger end of the spectrum, if you're not yet retired, then you need to really begin focusing and paying attention on what you have within your life as resources. In other words, what do you have for resources that you have saved for retirement, that you have earmarked for retirement? Are you even saving for retirement? Are you saving enough for retirement? You see, if we're only taking and we're putting just a very small percentage of our check, we're putting two or three or maybe four percent, just enough into our 401k to get the match. I'm here to say that that is not enough. We need to save and we need to save very, very diligently. And we need to save a percentage that is meaningful because our dollars are not going nearly as far as they should be. So we need to know. What have I saved? We need to take stock and inventory of what we've saved for retirement, and then we need to figure out, okay, is what I have saved for retirement, what I'm actively investing in, what is it doing? Is it being invested for a purpose? Is it being invested properly for the purpose that I have intended for this money? Am I being very intentional with the money that I'm investing? Number two, we need to pay attention to social security. You know, every single month as a fiduciary, is a service to, I guess, my communities, the communities in which I run my businesses, the communities in which I live, I take the time every single month to teach about Social Security. Why? Because it is a system that literally every single one of us contributes to. And my question to you, if you're not drawing Social Security yet, is have you educated yourself? about social security? Have you figured out what social security is actually going to produce for you for an income stream in retirement? And more importantly, what are you doing to figure out what the ideal claiming strategy is going to be? Social security is not as simple as it used to be. It's not just go down to the office when you turn 62 and turn it on and forget about the rest of it. It is about actually taking the time to work with someone who actually knows the social security system, someone who actually has the sophisticated software to be able to show you all the different varied strategies so that you can see the single best strategy for you. And if you're married for you and your spouse, the second best, the third best, so on and so forth. Why? Why is social security so important? Because if longevity is the longest and biggest risk of my life, then I need to make absolutely sure that I have the income. And if we're talking about income, we have to start with Social Security. If you have not educated yourself on Social Security, I beg of you, please come to our website, johnsonwim.com. Please email us, write to us and say, when are you having your next Social Security webinar? Matthew, I want to join. I want to be able to watch. I want to be able to learn. So that I'm prepared and I understand what I'm going to be facing when I get to that age and I have to claim. Number two is going to be, what are you doing with respect to your pensions? Now, I'm afraid we're going to have to take a break. We'll come back to the pensions. But the pensions, though they are not as popular today as they used to be, there's some of you that still have them. So let's take some time. Let's extrapolate the pension and let's talk about what we need to know about that pension that we've paid into.
0: Whether this is the new normal or the new right now, our economy has changed. So what does this mean for your retirement? To keep you up to date and informed, we've put together a series of webinar events. Because even though many things around us keep changing, your need for retirement income will remain constant. For the date and time of our next webinar event, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at
1: 866-290-3837 that's 866-290-3837 and for more information visit us online at johnsonwim.com that's johnsonwim.com remember the good old days when you could earn five percent on a bank cd what if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those cd rates it's possible And the income specialists at the Retirement Income Store can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Store. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement.
0: Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist in the Mason City area. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. With over 30 years' experience in the financial services industry, and he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837.
1: The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store.
2: And welcome back to the second half of the episode, the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. Today, we're talking about the greatest risk of all, and we could all rattle them off if we wanted to. We could talk about the risk of inflation. We could talk about the risk of long-term care costs. We could talk about the risk of a stock market crash. We could talk about all those different risks, even a few risks that I haven't mentioned. But the greatest risk is the risk of longevity. Why? Because it is the risk multiplier, as I call it. It takes all of those risks that could be in our future, and it aggregates them together. Where Now we're in a position where we might actually experience those things. So longevity risk is the greatest risk of all. Now, just before we ended, we were talking about pensions. And here's the thing. When it comes to pensions, we need to understand that pensions are just as instrumental in a person's life, if we have them, than Social Security is. You see, pensions are not nearly as common as they used to be, but there's still thousands and thousands of people that still have pensions. You might have a pension from a job from long ago. You don't have a pension today You don't have a job that has a pension today, but you had a job, potentially, that had a pension. And the question becomes, when you get closer to retirement, what are you going to do about the pension? Have you really taken the time to study the pension? Well, let me give you some pension basics 101. The first is is that pensions are designed as a lifetime income. They're designed that when you turn on that pension, you begin receiving a check for the rest of your life. That's about the extent of what people understand about the pension. But did you really understand or do you understand that pensions are suffering from longevity risk? They are suffering today. Right now, they are suffering from longevity risk. And why is that? Because the actuaries that put these pensions together, they weren't really ready for people to live as long as people have lived today. These pensions are underwater. These pensions are becoming very shaky every single day because of lack of performance in what they've invested in or the risk of what they've invested in. And most importantly, they're becoming very, very shaky because the people that they are insuring, the people that they have guaranteed an income to are living longer than they anticipated. So what does that mean? Well, guess what? Many pensions today are no longer in a position where they're being added to. That means that they're reliant upon the dollars that are already existingly in the bucket and what more dollars they can potentially make on the investments that they choose to invest in. And so as a result, we don't have the funding going into those pensions like we used to. And as a result, if people are living longer than ever before, Well, guess what? Then those dollars have to stretch. Now, is there anything that has added insult upon injury? And I would believe that there is. I think one of the greatest setbacks to pensions was really last year in 2020. Why? Because when there's so many people that are close to retirement, and then all of a sudden, the world changes and they get sent home, guess what? Many of them choose to do. They choose never to come back into the workforce. They choose to simply retire. And what do they do when they retire? They don't sit on their hands. They fill out that pension paperwork to turn on that pension. And so not only does the pension have the risk of people living longer than ever before, but now they have people that are potentially drawing the pension income sooner than what they anticipated. So you see, there's all sorts of risks. Now, when it comes to your pension, you need to understand that there's various different pension elections that can be taken. Number one, you can take what's called a life only. If you take a life only, you have to be very, very careful to understand that if you live 30 days, you got your first check, and then all of a sudden you got run over by the Mack truck, that's it. The pension is done. There is no money flowing to a spouse. There's no money flowing to a child. That pension is done. Whatever dollars were left in your bucket, those dollars go right back into the big bucket. Number two, when you claim a pension, if you are a spouse, you seriously want to consider what's called a survivorship benefit. And what this means is that you're going to receive a particular dollar amount every single month. But should you die, your surviving spouse is going to receive maybe 25%, maybe 50%, maybe 75%, maybe even 100%. And why is that important for you to consider? Because... When you die and you're a spouse, remember that your surviving spouse is not going to continue to get both Social Security paychecks. That Social Security check ends for that person, and they are then relegated to one Social Security check. So there's going to be a drop in income. So making certain that you have that income, not only guaranteed to you, but guaranteed to your spouse, is going to be an important component when it comes to you choosing your pension election. But number three is going to be the pension election of lump sum. What does that look like? Well, number one, lump sum, that's something that you need to seriously consider because you see, if you have the availability of being able to lump sum, in other words, take all the money that you're owed and put it into your own name, now it's yours. Now you have control. What this allows you to do is it allows you the ability of being able to know that you can Invest that lump sum dollar amount that you transferred. You don't want to receive it personally. You want to put it into an IRA so that it's a non-taxable event for you. But once that pension is there, you want to then invest that money for income. Not for growth, but for income. You want that money producing income just like it was going to produce if it was in the pension and it stayed there. Number two, having that pension money rolled lump sum into an IRA – Allows you not only to invest for income, but it allows you to have accessibility to your principal. Because remember, when you turn on a pension and you're receiving, say, $600 a month, you can't pick up the phone and call the pension company and say, hey, I'd really appreciate $750 this month. It does not work that way. So now, if you have this money that you have lump summed into your own IRA, now you can have the ability of investing for income. You can have the interest in the dividends. Number two, you can have accessibility to the principal if you needed it. Number three comes to beneficiaries. And that means, is it possible for you and that your spouse could both pass away in a car accident? Of course it's possible. And that's the reason that so many people today are lump summing their pensions into IRAs, because they know that once that money becomes theirs, it is theirs. You see, pensions are not even an asset that you can put on a balance sheet. It's not yours. But when you roll that pension into an IRA, now it is yours. It's yours to invest for income. It's yours to dip into if you need to. It's yours to pass on as a legacy. And why is that pension income so important to you? Because of longevity risk. If I haven't made myself clear yet, the longer you live, the more income you need. And that brings me to another point. We need to understand that we can guarantee income to ourselves. Now, I know that when it comes to annuities, I'm very skeptical, but annuities have their place. If they were the worst, most awful investment in the world, they wouldn't still exist today, but they do. And what is the purpose that they serve? They serve the purpose, at least the kind that I'm going to refer to as the fixed annuity. They serve the purpose of keeping your principal safe. That means that it protects it from stock market risk. If the stock market crashes, if it declines, guess what? Your money is going to be safe in that fixed annuity. Number two, when you deposit your money, not only will your money be safe, but your money can now create an income stream for the rest of your life. You know, there was an author, a journalist, an American journalist, and author. He was a co-author, actually, of a book called Freakonomics. His name is Stephen Dubnar. And he said here back in 2013, I believe it was, he said, research shows that people who buy annuities tend to live longer. And not just because they are the kind of people who have the money to buy annuities to start with. It's apparently that little extra incentive of the annuity payout that keeps them going. You know, I serve a tremendous number of clients, and they're all 50 and over, and guess what? They all need in retirement. They all need income, but the ones that have the income, they're the ones that seem to have the happiest retirements. In fact, the American College of Financial Services would back me up on this. Just a few years ago, they did a research study. And they found that when clients know how much income they will receive every month for life, they know what kind of housing, they know what kind of activities they can afford, allowing them to choose the lifestyle that makes them the happiest. So many people are taking the money that they need for their lifestyle and they're playing with it as though it's monopoly money. They're sticking it in the stock market. And I have no problem with stocks. I love equities. I love dividend-paying equities. But today we are forced with a headwind within the dividends of the corporations of this world because the dividends have been cut. They have shrunk. And so unless you're extremely intuitive, unless you're really diligent in looking for those dividend-paying blue chips like I do for my clients every single month, you're likely to be relegated to a dividend that's so much smaller than what you deserve as an investor and a shareholder. Even Jeff Opdyke, this gentleman is a journalist for the Wall Street Journal. He said income annuities can assure retirees of an income stream for life at a cost as much as 40% less than traditional stocks, bonds, and cash mixtures. What it means is that retirees who need a nest egg of, say, a million dollars can live the same lifestyle with as little as $600,000 in an income annuity. Now, granted, I don't want you to get the idea that annuities are the savior. They're the thing that is the very best of the best of the best. But as a fiduciary, I have to say doing for the client what's in the best interest of the client. I educate my clients on annuities, even though there is so many annuities out there that I feel are inappropriately sold to clients. But the question is, what are you doing to ensure yourself against the greatest risk of all the risks? You might've been focused on inflation. Yes, it's valid. They're printing money like it's going out of style. It could be a stock market crash. Yes, that is a great possibility. It could be a long-term care entrance and, Spending years in a long-term care facility that's costing your family $70,000 a year. Yes, that is a risk. But if you haven't stopped to consider the longevity risk as the greatest risk of all, because it's going to multiply all the opportunities for you to see all of those different kinds of things. And if you haven't insured your income the way that you need to by extracting as much from Social Security, as much from your pension, as much from what you save for retirement. I believe you're doing it potentially wrong. Well, I hope today I've incentivized you to really consider that great risk of longevity and to not only consider it, but to do something about it. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J O H N S O N, W I M stands for Wealth Income Management.com. And post your question to us, reach out to us, let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. And as I end every program, remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson.
1: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866 290 That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.